Let's have a sincere conversation about events across the nation and topics for our own morality. Let's openly discuss in an environment of trust where perception is reality. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Perception is Reality with your host, David. And today we have a repeat guest, and I'm very excited to have America's favorite and the world's favorite super mom, Jessica Barclay. Hi. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you for having me back. I obviously didn't do that much of a terrible job last time. <laughs> no, it was, uh, it was a lot of fun. Um, it was, I had a lot of fun talking to you about about uh, clutter and and what that means and stuff. It was great. Um, and now I'm excited to hear. I think I think I know what we're going to talk about because um, everybody knows that when I talk to a guest the first time, I don't like to know much about them so I can come in cold and and let the conversation flow. But now that we're obviously best friends. And in honor of you, I used the word Gabi in a, in a sentence uh, just last week, honestly, uh, because you taught me that word. Um, and then I started talking about you, and hopefully that person started following you on all your social media. But anyway. Um, I I'm getting more from like all over the world now. It's, it's definitely starting, starting to spread. Um, and I now have a second podcast as well, which speaks to a completely different audience. So. Um, and a bit more of much more of an international audience too so it's uh everything's growing and changing yeah a lot has changed since we last spoke well i want to get all caught up so tell me about that stuff real quick and where people can find you and then we'll talk about what i think we're going to talk about which is a topic i've been wanting to talk about with somebody um but so what what's the other podcast um so my new podcast is mummy is doing a beauty pageant um <laughs> basically well no let's kind of take it back to take it back to the beginning of my day um one of the first things i do every day is i write out my goals as if i've already achieved them uh, and in the process of working out sort of renewing the list and making sure that what was on there really connected with me and and what was more important to me and they're not specifically in an order as such but i like to keep the more important ones towards the top um, my first one is to be an amazing wife and mother. Um, I hope I'm being an amazing partner and mother at the moment. Wife bit is to come later. Uh, my second one is to have a really uh, strong relationship with God. And um, my third one is to represent the UK at the Galaxy International Finals. And there are a few others after it, but those are my, my big sort of life achievement things that on my deathbed I want to say that I've done. Um, and I, Galaxy is a beauty pageant system, so like Miss Universe, Miss Earth, Miss World, uh, but it very much appealed to me for lots of different reasons, which I'm sure we'll touch on throughout um, the episode. But first step of representing the UK is to win the UK finals. And um, the UK does have um, finals for Galaxy, whereas some countries you can just pay to go straight to the internationals. They don't have, um, they don't have a heat in their country. Uh, the UK does, um, and it's a very strong heat. Um, it's, uh, they send a, a junior, a teen, a miss, a Ms, an M, that's MS, so that's 
older than the miss category but not married and then they send the misses so i've lost count of how many that is junior teen miss miss and missus they send five five girls into wow. the uk over um to america and we do really well actually the uk do very well at the internationals um it's obviously it, we don't do as well in lots of other internationals the galaxy obviously appeals to something that the brits get right which at the moment we don't feel like we're getting very much right <laughs> particularly <laughs> well, on the polit- particularly on the political side of things but that's, that's a whole nother episode uh, oh yeah oh yeah so- yeah, it's, it's, it's very exciting. So I'd, I'd competed twice before um, I had my daughter. I'd been um, in the Miss category. And the first time I competed, it was just to have competed. That was the tick that I wanted to do. I wanted to get up on the stage and have done it. I had no idea what I was getting into. Um, and I was the fourth night of finals. So I got to watch three other finals nights, having never seen a pageant, never really met a pageant girl or contestant. And I cried the first time I saw crowning because I'd been seeing these girls in the Facebook group and all the amazing things that they'd been doing and their stories of why they were competing. And, and I knew how much work they'd put into it. And, and so, yeah, I cried and the lady next to me um, said, oh, is that, is that the person you were here to support? And I was like, oh, no, I don't know any of them. I'm just crying about it. <laughs> um, it was really emotional. It was really emotional. And the... I went back that night and actually practiced my walks. Despite seeing how much everyone in the Facebook group was doing, I had done like next to nothing in preparation. All my clothes were wrong. Um, I wasn't myself, which is very important with, with Galaxy and with most beauty pageant systems to be yourself. There are a couple that look for carbon copies of a certain type of person, but I, I wouldn't want to enter those pageants. But the majority of them, it's very much about being yourself and I wasn't. So I decided that actually I didn't just want to tick it off the list and say I've done a pageant. I wanted to go back and really give it my best shot. And that was my next one. I went back the next year and spent a lot of time and money, not always in the right places, um, on giving it my absolute best shot. And I placed top 10 out of 70 ladies. in, um, And that's in the Miss category. So at the time that was age 19 up to age 29. Um, they've now changed that. It goes up to 27. And then I was happy. And I think that was the last, at the time, that was the last year I could have competed anyway. So I was like, no, happy with that. Um, I've given it my all. And I said, no, I don't think I'm going to compete again. I'm always going to be a supporter of Galaxy and I'll come and watch the the finals and things like that. But I feel like I'm done. And I went to, um, I'd been the biggest charity fundraiser that year. Uh, So I got invited to the charity. They were going to honour the, the company that ran the pageant because they'd raised so much money for the charity. Um, to date, we've raised over a quarter of a million pounds for that specific charity through the Galaxy UK system. And um, so I got invited to their, their site of operation to a um, award center ceremony for all the big fundraisers for them with one of the international winners and the director of the, the UK pageant. And they were like, why are you not competing again? I was like, no, I'm done. And oh, no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm never going to win it. But I just really liked it. But I'm, I had fun and I'm, I'm done kind of thing. And they were like, you're being an idiot. You clearly, <laughs> you've, you've progressed so much. You've gone from like, they, not their words, my words. You've gone being nothing on stage, basically. Um, getting it all wrong to coming top 10 and doing it well. Um, why, why are you not competing? So I said, agreed to sign up again. Um, 
and put into compete and I'd already started I'd done a lot of prep work I'd spent a lot of time on it already I'd got half my outfits and I found out I was pregnant um two days before my big charity fundraiser as well and um, so that I found out on the th I thought it was dying um so I I found out I was pregnant on the Thursday I wasn't meant to be able to have kids and uh the big charity fundraiser I'd organized was on the Saturday and my partner was ill as well. So he was ill. I had morning sickness and we're having to run this event. Like neither of us are ill because we weren't ready to tell anyone. <laughs> oh, of course. Uh, I, I, I think people will remember from your previous episode, uh, the struggle that you shared with us and how important she is to you. And it's, it's just, just thing lovely. it's just a lovely story. We, I was a little bit late signing into this call because uh, she was distracting me and a friend of mine has bought her a crown and it's beautiful <laughs> and I stayed with them a few weekends ago and they had this one and, and I said oh Felicity would have just loved that and so they've ordered her one and it arrived today and she wanted to sit on the sofa we do cuddles milk and movie at the end mm -hmm. of bed and she was sat on the sofa in her pajamas with her wet post shower hair I have to wear my crown I have to wear my crown, mummy. Um, and was insisting on wearing her crown. I'm like, I totally why, get that. I mean, yeah, why wouldn't you? I mean. It's, it's really beautiful. I've taken some really cute pictures today. So um, check out my personal Instagram. There will be, um, it's, I've put a picture of her holding the box in my Instagram stories and said, what do we think's in the box of Princess Felicity? Um, which is what was on the address label. They put Princess Felicity. Um, Oh, that's and so I'll cute. Share it. Yeah, I'll share it later in my stories and, um, and I'll actually put a picture on my feed at some point because she looks so pleased with her crown. I'm very, very happy. I will be stealing it. For oh, for, for yeah. sure. I mean, yeah, let me know when that's up. I'll, I'll stock it a little bit. I'll, I'll look tomorrow. I'll give you a little time. But yeah, yeah. Oh, so cute. I'm pretty. Yeah, it'll it'll be up by the by the end of play tomorrow. It'll be up. I'll put it up on there because it's kind of. It's. I think it's also a quite a nice way to say thank you to the person that bought it. To absolutely give them I a mean, shout out to how I've I've messaged obviously and said thank you and sent her the pictures. But it's she's so pleased with her little crown. And your um, daughter's just so cute. And and if I may, um, because now that we're able to be friends, because we've already been on the episode once before, uh, I mean, on the show once before, I believe she looks a little like your partner. Oh, so like him. But like a really cute, girly version. But yes, also absolutely. exactly the same at the same time. Like, I don't get, but she actually, oddly, she looks like my baby photos. Oh. I, it's really funny. People say she has my nose, but I, it's not my nose anymore. <laughs> We're two, we're two operations past my nose being my nose. Um, so I find that really funny because everyone's like, she's <laughs> definitely got your nose. And I'm like, well, you never saw my nose. So she hasn't. That's funny. Um, but yeah, she looks so, and came out looking like him as well. Everyone was like, wow, you've never questioned whose kid that is. Like, looks just like daddy. Um, but that's meant to be a, a science thing um, to help the father bond with their child. It that's is. That's why a lot of babies naturally look more like daddy. It is, and then they change over time. Um, they, they, they do, but uh, I just had, like just had to share that uh, she was just cute as a little button. I can't wait to see her in her, uh, in her, in her crown. She's doing her first pageant. She's doing a little charity one. She's already wants to practice her walk. Because um, I have my sash for Galaxy now for my I'm the current Ms. Middlesex Galaxy, which is my county that I live in. 
Um, so smaller than a state, but bigger than a city. Um, and uh, she kept going, Mummy, when can I be a Galaxy Girl? So she's got her own little sash that says Mummy's Mini Supporter and Future Galaxy Girl. She has two little sashes, so she comes to events with me. And uh, then this little charity pageant popped up um that she she does two little walks one in her favorite outfit which is outfit of choice and she's gonna wear her ballet outfit and then she does an evening gown which is a party dress she wears a favorite party dress she just does a little walk so she's practicing that's have this little thing big smile pretty fingers slow walk because otherwise she's just gonna run on stage and run back off again she loves running everywhere at the moment yes well she's of that age i mean they have two speeds at that age (laughs) backwards and running yeah exactly uh no and running no i don't you're although your daughter is probably so precious she probably doesn't say the no thing yet or probably at all so she's better than a lot but it does it comes out the problem is she'll say no for things she wants to do and i'll be like oh so you don't want to do it then and she's like "Mm, no still do it still do it and i was like well you can't say no and then want to do it But at least she understands how to use that properly. Like, no, I'll still do it. You know, she's, it's gotta be a sign of genius. Come on. Yeah, she is. She's so, I don't know where she gets it from. She's so much more intelligent than mommy and daddy. She outsmarts us all the time, all the time. I'm like this, this, this genius child. And the things she comes out with are so profound. They say they're either a talker or a walker. And she was definitely a talker ahead of walking. And, and some of the things she comes out with, and she's always right. She'd be like, there's, there's a duck over there. Oh, look, there's a bird eating a fish. And I'm thinking, what? We're in a car park. There's a bird eating a fish. And there'll be a logo painted on some wall in the far distance with a bird eating a fish. <laughs> and I'm like, I, just, I just don't even question her now. I was like, can you tell mummy where it is? <laughs> Instead of, no, there isn't. Um, because I, I know she'll always be right. That's cute. She's teaching you things. I love it. I love it. So can you, t- so t- today, I, I mean, and so what I was hoping we'd talk about is you being in the pageant, um, which it sounds like you are, you are excited to talk about it too. So let's, let's just officially say that's what we're talking about. Yeah. Although I could talk about your daughter forever because she is cute. Um, and apparently the smartest little toddler ever to be born. Genius, genius child. She's going to cure cancer. <laughs> I always joked because because my morning sickness went on for 16 weeks. I joke, I joked that it was this hideous because she was going to be super awesome and kill cancer. Well, <laughs> At some point, happen. I need to stop saying that and to not put the pressure on her. Otherwise, she'll no. think that's her calling in life. And I don't want, I want her to do whatever she wants to do. Right. She will bring wonder to the world, whatever she does. I like that theory. So can you tell me, um, I've watched, so like, as you watch uh television with your daughter at night or a movie or however you want to phrase it i still do the same with mine uh and she's 23 she just graduated and uh moved back home after graduation she has a job so she's going to pay down her college debts and and in the united states that's quite a big big bill um mm-hmm. So I was happy to have her back. So I have my little TV watching buddy back. Uh, and one of the things we watched that she used to like was there was a show on television here about U.S. kids being in U.S. Pa- in pageants in the United States. And I don't remember what the show was. Toddlers and Tiaras? Yes, Toddlers and Tiaras. That's we, it. We um, got that over here. But we'd get them like years later. 
Um, and I think one of them became really famous, Honey Boo Boo. I think she was a toddler's and Yes, she was. And then she got her own show. Yes, you're absolutely right. It's, yeah, that's, yeah, I find that program hilarious. Because that's, a lot of that would be high glitz, which you don't get in the UK, even in the adult ones. And it's, well, I say that, it's coming over a little bit. We really like the high glitz dresses. But in the UK, in the, in the US, they there are certain pageants where they put makeup and false hair and fake teeth on the kids really young. The and, flippers, and in, they're called flippers. Flippers, yeah. And in the UK, and that's, I feel like that's a way of trying to make it sound nicer than putting fake teeth on your kid. Oh, I, I agree too. I, I'm I like, no, it's still putting fake, fake teeth on your kid. But in the UK, even the, the sort of more higher end glitz type ones are still much more we want the kids to look their age very much in the uk it's the kids need to look their age we, d we don't want someone that looks like a doll see um, i think i would be more comfortable with that but mm -hmm. i mean if a child is six or seven and they don't have front teeth let them not have front teeth that's yeah. i i We've never understood front teeth she's got um one of her bottom teeth came up too too high and we thought we were going to lose it very, very early on. And then they were worried she was going to lose it and choke on it and things like that. But the, the risks of putting her under to take it out were much, much higher than the risks of even if it did come out and she swallowed it, it was, it would just come out. It wasn't the, the, the chance that she was eating bigger things by that point. It wasn't going to be a choking hazard. So okay. we left it, but because it sits higher, it's pushed one of her top teeth back a bit and she will have, um, sort of like brace um look like the gum shield braces i can't think mm -hmm. what they're called um like the nighttime retainers and stuff just before yeah. she starts junior school to try and straighten it out to give her adult teeth a chance of coming through in a better place and um, it's easier to sort it out when the gums are younger but it's part of her little smile that she's got this one that's a little bit taller and this other one that's just a little bit squiffy um and it doesn't stop her smiling and it's yeah it's part of her beautiful her beautiful little face so i kind of and um, i wouldn't want to cover it up with flipper or false teeth and things and yeah that's certainly not the level that she's doing her competition is i'd be lucky if her hair gets brushed the, she's, not, she's not liking that at the moment she's having opinions about brushing hair oh yeah marissa used to do the same thing and she's got really marissa has really really thick 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 hair um and long it's like 12 bits of hair and she's like no 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 mummy no mummy <laughs> don't want that i think we're going we're going shopping for some of her winter clothes at the weekend i might let her pick a new hairbrush because she's got those like baby ones that don't do anything or she uses one of daddy's hairbrushes and i think that one's a bit too hard mm -hmm. but her baby ones don't do anything anymore so we, we i think we might add Felicity's first grown-up hairbrush onto the list and she can pick one and then she'll probably want to use it. <laughs> Something sparkly, I'm sure. What's your opinion on the boys and the toddlers and tiara pageants or boys in general? And, and I'm asking, let me, I don't want to totally set you up. I'm asking because I never understood, um, I, I guess I just never understood it because in, in, in most cases, there would only be one boy in the pageant. So obviously he's going to win because he's the only one there. It just. It, I think there's got, there's got to be a starting one though, because if they waited until there was 27 entering, they might never get to a point where they can enter. And it takes those first few to come on the stage. And to be honest, if you're, if you're being brave enough to move into a sector that hasn't catered for your gender before, I think even if it's just you on your own, you deserve 
you deserve to win because that's a really brave step and particularly the younger boys because it's so it's so much harder to explain it's much easier when you're a grown man going into a, a competition it's kind of looked at as being awesome but as a youngster it's i think it's harder so he, he deserves that even if he's on his own and i believe galaxy are doing a mr galaxy i'm sure there was something on the website um saying that they're mr galaxy coming soon um which my partner will never enter <laughs> <laughs> i think I, I might i don't he would even if i entered him as a joke he wouldn't get up there i think he's the absolute universe so well that's anyway. good that, that's, that's enough good. for him um, he's got me and me and Felicity think he's the universe, so that's of fine. course. Um, but it's I think it's yeah, I do think it's really important and um, that men understand because because beauty pageants are so much about the inner beauty and men have inner beauty. Um I I think it's nice that they stay separate. I think it gets very tricky if you mixed men and women in the same category. It suddenly becomes a lot harder to judge we walk differently and our confidence come is manifested differently. And we, we are in my eyes, we're just different species. So I do think it's right that we're done in separate categories and things. Um, but it's, yeah, I do think it's nice that there's more coming through. Well, that's, uh, thank you for sharing that. I mean, I just never, I guess that makes sense when you put it that way is that, I mean, if you don't have one someplace, it's, you know, then, if there's others, then they're not really competing against anybody, but they could all together mm. as they grow they've start, up. They've got to start somewhere. And um, I think they're big, they are bigger and more popular now. I don't know if toddler, the, the toddlers and tiaras episodes we get over here are pretty old. And um, where I have seen ones where there are, there are one or two boys in them. So maybe there's much bigger competitions now. Well, um, I haven't seen a new episode of that in quite a while, um, but uh, I think it stopped. But I'm not. I'm not sure. I wouldn't want to be quoted on that. <laughs> so the some something else is that the like on toddlers and tears there were the there were two types of children um, or two types of families. There were the families where I felt like the parent was forcing the child to do it because it was their dream, and then there was the children who like your daughter were really into it they sincerely wanted to be there they liked the whole concept and the whole the whole pageant yeah. and uh, i did well i obviously felicity didn't know that she was was being entered in one she just showed so much interest in what i was doing and i said she comes to events and stuff with her little sash on and we've watched videos of when i competed last time because i'm starting to go back and evaluate what i did last time and what, what I want to change and what I want to improve. So I'm, I'm already practicing doing my walk rehearsals now um, and I don't compete until March um, because I don't wear heels very often now. Um, we go around quite a lot on our bike. We've got a bike with a big box on the front and we go around in that. So I'm in trainers. Um, I'm at the gym a lot, so I'm in trainers. I'm carrying a toddler a lot, so I'm in trainers. And now I'm like, oh, I need to put my heels on more often and get used to that. So walk training started and we watched all these videos and she just loved it. And she's like, practicing the walk in front of the thing. And I was like, oh, okay, if she's showing an interest and I'll help her practice. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and that sounds cute. Like she, she sees it and she wants to do it, but I just, I, I kind of, felt bad for the kids that just didn't want to be there it's it's tricky because sometimes and i did see in some interviews on that program and similar programs where they've talked about sort of child stars and things is 
the kid will show so much passion and interest for it. And some of the I mean, be it pageantry or another industry that has children in a sort of acting or singing or anything is there are days where you don't want, even as an adult, there are days when you don't want to do the work that's necessary to achieve your dream. And True. it can be those, hard. Yeah. Those parents know that deep down and um, that kid really wants to achieve that goal. And so they're just trying to help them through those tougher days. Whereas as a grown up, you have to help yourself through those tougher days. Uh, so it's quite, it's quite a tricky line to say, is it a pushy parent or is it a parent really supporting the fact that they know their kid's got a big dream? And some of them are just pushy parents. Um, but I will always have a thing with Felicity of we do not go to win. We go to have fun and do our best. And I think that's where you come away as always a winner. And if you don't have fun and you don't feel like you've, um, you've enjoyed the experience and you win, you haven't really won. It's like with anything in life, you don't, mm -hmm. it needs, there needs to be a certain level of enjoyment there. Um, yeah, I agree. One way or the other, either enjoy the outcome or enjoy the experience of doing it. And I guess like some of my training sessions, I, I don't necessarily enjoy the session. I do at the moment. I've got good sessions at the moment, but sometimes I don't enjoy fitness sessions, but I know that they're going to get me the outcome I want. And I enjoy the outcome enough to, to complete said training. Um, but it's it's yeah it's pushing through those days where you don't really want to do it but at the moment anytime there's any kind of straight flat surface Felicity sort of pushes me ahead because what we do is she stops on a spot or a line we pick a speck on the floor and she waits there uh -huh. and then I have to carry on walking and I stop and turn around and she we do um, she copies me. I do sort of a big smile with my hands to show big smile and then pretty fingers is just pointing her fingers towards the floor because otherwise she flails her arms around and then we walk slowly and this is our, we look at each other and we go big smile, pretty fingers, walk slowly and then she walks slowly to me and does her smile and sometimes she gets distracted and look off and I'm like, no, look at mummy, look at mummy and she'll come and do that um, and then we'll potter on to like round the corner or go up some steps wherever we are and she'll go, practice pageant walk again I was like, okay <laughs> mummy runs off ahead and so she I, uh, I initiated the first time we did it I said do you want to practice your walk and um, and I did the first big smile pretty fingers and every other time after that she's asked to do it um, but she does get very focused attention from me she mm -hmm. literally gets me staring at her for the the 20 seconds it takes her to walk that bit which suddenly makes getting places that much more exciting um, there's a, a book I'm listening to on Audible at the moment called Captivating and it's a Christian book about um, female, they did, a, they did the men, they did the male version it's a couple that have written it, it's a man and a, man and a woman wrote the one about men and then they've done the one about women and it talks about how um, deeply within women we have this need to be delighted in and it's part of because we are meant to be the relationship builders in the world and this, we, we have this need to uh, connect with people on that level and this need to be delighted in that connects a lot back to women and fathers, which is why you get women, a lot of women with daddy issues. Um, so there is, it's in there and it shows more when they're younger, this need to be delighted in. It manifests into different things as we get older. Very good book. Anyone that's raising a daughter of any age, it's a really good book, whether you're Christian or not, because it's, they link a lot of it back to, to Christianity and we're Christians. So, but there's, there's so much in there that is brilliant and helps you understand 
women in a much deeper way that I highly recommend that book to anyone. And I'm only, I think a third of the way through it. Um, sort of like mind blown, suddenly everything makes sense. Um, and I see so much of that book in Felicity. She, she loves being delighted in. Um, and that's not just being delighted in for the way we look, that's being delighted in for being funny or smart. That's, that's all our skills. I'm, I'm not making this a just a looks thing. It's, we, we want to be delighted in for all our things. And they said, that's why little girls twirl their skirts in front of daddy and they do their spinning and they'll be like, daddy, look at me, look at me. That is their, their inner need to be delighted in, which I just kind of think is beautiful. Um, but you can just see she loves, I'd be interested to see what she's like on the actual stage when there's like people clapping um, and it's a, it's like a one-off charity pageant, so I can't look back at what they've done before to see what the setup will be like and show her videos or anything. It's not one that I think has been run before. It's it's sort of a little local one. Uh, I say local; it's not actually local to us at all. Um, it's local to some friends and family of mine, and so I thought they might be able to come, and no one can come. Oh, <laughs> but never mind. I thought I could like multitask the trip and, and catch up with a few people at the same time. But never mind. We'll have a we'll have a lovely mummy daughter day out. Well, yeah, that sounds like. I mean, it just sounds cute. I and I hope you post stuff. I mean, I I, I know. Oh, all the stuff. Uh, and there'll be so much to post. I'm sure. Good, good. I appreciate that. Can you? So, if I may ask, and I know that you already set an age limit, and I don't remember. So, are you a miss or a miss this 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 pageant i'm a miss i'm a miss now so they um it does depend system to system but it seems to be most systems the ms miss category is 27 and up uh, but it will be dictated so the uk age groups are dictated to by the internationals um because obviously they don't want to give the, the crown to someone in the uk that then can't actually compete in that right in the right category at the internationals um so originally a couple of years ago i think it was 29 plus or 30 plus you went into ms and now it's 27 and up and it's it is much nicer everyone's like well, why can't you just you're still a miss why can't you be a miss but 19 to 27 is such a like so much happens in your life like how you develop even um height you still can be gaining in height you can still be gaining in women size like your whole body can change so much in that time it's quite a hard comparison and then from all the stuff you do off stage because it's not just about the external beauty it's about the inner beauty and the community work and the charity work the time commitment when you're younger that's a bit stereotypical but when you're younger you kind of have more free time by the time you're getting to the the 27 overs you're more likely to have a kid not always because obviously you can have a kid at any age um but you're more likely to have children and bigger careers and, and more restrictions on your time it's suddenly a bit harder to compare a 19 year old that maybe has a part-time job and is just doing pageantry to someone like me who's got two businesses a daughter that she's looking after as well and main childcare for felicity mm -hmm. The, how I can me going away for things and there are I'm doing a few overnight trips as part of it and um, but I'm much more restricted whereas some of the younger girls they're able to travel internationally for things and there still is that there is a couple of girls that are in my age category that are basically their job and competing and that's their commitments and they are able to fly around the world to things and and I'm not able to do that so it's kind of 
it's kind of nice that we've got this age. No, it's completely nice. Not kind of nice. It's a hundred percent nice that we're suddenly in a, in a, in a smaller group that are more likely to have people of the similar, similar time restrictions. And it um, sounds like a, a big one. It sounds like you all would have, and not that you wouldn't have anything in common or even be a great mentor to the younger women in the miss category, but the misses, it sounds like, you know, you'll have, even maybe more of a better bonding opportunity because you know you'll have somebody to when you say uh, yeah. uh oh felicity's had a diaper blowout uh, or whatever and and somebody else could be like oh i've been there oh i'm more likely to get it yeah because yeah. <laughs> I, I see it now Is... that, so sorry i was going to say that i see that now like people that uh, i work with or friends with that are younger than me that are having children because my wife and I decided to have children very early and uh, people are going through that stage and, and whatnot. And it's funny to watch um, because I'm like, Oh, I've been there, been there. Oof, been that, was a, that was a messy one. You might want to change your own shirt. <laughs> yeah. It's, it is nice. I mean, one of my best closest friends in pageantry uh, is 18 years old and we met, when she was 13 and she was what, uh, the person that inspired me to love my height because she was I think nearly six foot or was six foot at 13 and I'm five foot 11 and I was 27 and still hated being tall and it's thanks to her that I now embrace it and really love being tall she was my role model yet she's that much younger than me I can't I don't want to do that math 14 years younger than me <laughs> she's nearly I was gonna say nearly half my age but no that put me in nearly 40 and, and I'm not ready to embrace right. that yeah, that yet. would put you in my um, category I'm not I'm not ready to embrace that quite yet I will embrace it when I get to it but I'm only 32 at the moment so yeah it's there's a big age gap there so there is also things you can learn from the younger generations and it's being open to that in pageantry but well, you're right I, there is on the whole it's easier to connect with people of a similar age group so there is that too and we have a Facebook group that is all the galaxy uk girls so from the juniors and all the way through to the misses although some of the juniors their mum will be their sort of social media person they might be too young to have a facebook account in which case their mum will be the member of the group or their guardian will be the member of the group um, so that they don't miss out and obviously they can log on and see what we're all up to through their parents account um, which is quite nice they're that not sort nice. of missing out that just because they're a bit younger and um, they've still got that community um and some of the pageants do some really lovely meetups in advance that's definitely one of the things that appeals to me with pageantry is the community and um, taking it back to the caves and i'm sure i mentioned in the previous episode is women thrive in community it's in our our cave woman's um dna because if we didn't connect and chat in community we would have perished and it literally was a survival instinct and it's still there. It's why women gather together and have a chatter. Um, it's, it's a survival instinct and it's really nice, the support within pageantry, um, the, the cattiness that does get talked about is very minimal. Um, I've not seen very much of it in the UK except within the really sort of small systems. Um, you can get, uh, we refer to as crown chasers, uh, but thanks to social media, they're exposed a lot quicker now. Because oh, uh, you see them en entering, they they don't even finish serving the term of the sash and title they've won, and they're already entering another one. Um, oh. 
whereas a non-crown chaser would definitely make sure that she'd given back her titles, given her title to the next lady before she thought about entering and representing a different system. Interesting. Right. Crown chaser. That's a interesting chaser. term I just learned. So can you, my exposure to pageants, uh, I didn't watch any pageants growing up on TV, like, because I know they're all televised, Miss Universe, Miss USA, or whatever it is, Miss America, I don't even know. Um, I didn't watch any of that stuff that wasn't on in our in our household. So my exposure to pageants I learned was what, from watching Toddlers and Tara and Miss Congeniality, the the movie. I love that film. I love that it's film. Um, and it kind of it shows us mm, some of the bits of pageantry. Um, I love how she struggles to keep up, and she realizes it's actually hard work. I love that they show that side of pageantry, um, and obviously it's. Hollywoodized, um, okay. but there is a lot in there that is that is true, and the sisterhood, and some of it can seem, um, the way she finds San, uh, the char um, character Sandra Bullock plays, the way that she finds it all that little bit cheesy. Actually, from the outside, it can seem that little bit cheesy, but when you're in it, it's like are uh, being wrapped in like a gooey marshmallow of awesomeness. Um, <laughs> I've, I have definitely become a lot more cheesy becoming a pageant girl and but enjoying it what's wrong with being cheesy i love cheese um, no, there's, there's nothing types. wrong with it. there's nothing wrong with that embrace it i like how you're embracing it but um i mean i love it there it's, is there a bit of cheesiness in pretty much almost everything all good things i think all good yeah. things have cheese involved pasta pizza <laughs> well that's that's very those are their own food groups so that's a good reference but can you um, help me understand maybe what some common misconceptions are around pageants and and what the real truth is? I think, and I'm finding a lot in the UK is there are people that don't like them to be referred to as beauty pageants. They like to refer to them as pageants. But I like the word beauty being in there. I think it's our, our understanding the word beauty wrong. Um, there's a really good Wikipedia reference. I should, I need to stick it on my wall about what beauty actually is. And I'm completely paraphrasing it and, and destroying the quote, but it's something along the lines of thing, a thing that brings you a thing or experience that brings you joy and brings pleasure. And an intellectual conversation brings that. Um, watching some, like someone raising lots of money for charity is beauty in the world. It brings joy, it brings pleasure. And um, someone standing up for bullying and starting a campaign against like plastics and things like that. These, these, those are beautiful things in the world. And that's what a beauty pageant is. It's not just the external beauty. It just so happens that a lot of women love doing the beautiful, glamorous hair and makeup and the fabulous dresses. So why not pair beauty in the world, the goodness that we can do with having fun and having these amazing evening gowns and stuff to wear, like what's wrong with putting the two together. And so that's one of the, the common misconceptions that I see that sort of drives me nuts is they are automatically drawn to beauty being an aesthetic thing. And it's not, it's, it's a much more rounded thing. And then the other one that I hear quite a lot is on why people enter and that it's, um, against equality and anti-feminist and it causes body confidence issues and self-confidence issues and things like that but nine times out of ten the women I speak to uh, myself included 
signed up to do the pageant to improve self-esteem, to improve self-confidence. Some of them have been really bullied. I find this a lot in the teens and juniors. They're being really bullied at school and maybe they're really tall or their bosom came in earlier than their friends. Um, and they will find their parents went, well, let's feel a bit more, feel better about yourself and do a pageant, which sounds really contradictory. Um, but everyone that I've spoken to said it is, that's exactly what it did. It's given them confidence. They've learned to love themselves more. And only one person wins. Only one person wins the crown and sash. But so many, most people will come away feeling like a winner. If they're in the right system, if they're in a system that's suitable um, to their strengths, um, their body type, if it's a galaxy is an every body type system, but mm. some of the systems are much more, lean or sporty it depends on the categories that they have in there having swimwear doesn't necessarily mean you need to be skinny in swimwear but um, oh, yeah, might I have a lot have... of questions about the swimwear part yeah they I my favorite round um, they, and they and I'm not I I mean I used to be and I've got proper saggy belly skin at the moment um, and my skin had only just recovered from I used to be very big and my skin had only just recovered la the last time I competed it's still in the photos looks weird because it was jiggling with my walk and um, I'm not I'm not naturally skinny I'm a naturally eat everything person the naturally skinny thing is not me um, I've worked very hard to have the body I want um, but it's yeah swimwear is my absolute favorite round but it's you need to look at the categories that they have in the competition and see if that aligns with you. And that's why it's so nice that there's all these different systems. Um, Galaxy very much appeals to me. I love the charity that the UK Galaxy supports. Um, it's a charity called The Christie, which is a cancer charity based in the UK, which brings treatments that the NHS can't fund. Um, so there were um, proton beam therapy, which is standard in America. We didn't have here. The, the mm. Christie raised the funds to do that. And um, so very close to my heart because we lost my mum to cancer. Um, they bought over, you know, you used to have to, your chemo lines used to literally be plastic lines that would hang out under your armpit while you were going through chemotherapy. Uh -huh. And it used to drive my mum nuts because one of her ways of, of calming down and feeling human again was to be able to go to the spa. And you can't do that with the original lines. The Christie bought these amazing, have worked on these amazing lines. And they basically like a tiny third nipple now and you can swim and do all the water stuff have baths with them and and still which sounds like such a small thing but those small things mean so much when you're going through chemo and radiation and all the crappiness of cancer well it's um, always so, yeah. the little things that are the most tedious that cause the most issues yeah and it's and it was there constantly if you were having a day where you didn't feel like cancer was kicking your butt and you didn't just feel like a cancer patient. You lift your arm up and you're reminded because these tubes were there. Um, and a positive mental attitude when you're healing is so important. So the little things like that make such a difference. But like I say, they bought mega treatments like Proton Beam over here as well. So I love the charity. So it's, yeah, pick a system that's got a charity you actually like. Um, as much as I love animals, I'm not going to get so excited about a system that has an animal-based charity. Um, I... I just don't, I don't have a background story to, to that or anything like that. I didn't I haven't got a dog from a rescue home. It wouldn't connect with me as much. Um, and same with the all body types. Um, I'm a very much a UBU, women should be women, like be the woman you want to be, not what everyone else is dictating. So for me to be in a system that only has one body type just wouldn't sit well with me personally. 
Um, and that's, yeah, it's very important to find a system that aligns with you. Um, how much they take into consideration your, your charity work and your community work and things with Galaxy is another thing that really connected with me. And that varies from system to system. Some want to see more charity work. Some want to see more community work. Uh, some like a mixture of both. Um, and that's part of the, the inner beauty, being able to show your inner beauty and show what you would do with your title. The single most frustrating thing in pageantry is when you, someone wins and they do nothing with their title. Hmm. Um, that is the most frustrating thing ever because not only are they letting, in my eyes, letting their country down. So if they've won a, a national title, they're letting their country down to do nothing with it. But they also letting down every other single female that stood on that stage and wanted to win that title, which is a big responsibility. But if you don't want that responsibility, don't enter. So or don't don't enter to win. <laughs> what um what what do you mean by that? Like what should one do with their title? Um so it's called having a platform. So you might have your platform might be a charity that you want to do lots of work with. Um it could be I see a lot of anti-bullying, body confidence. Um, based platforms and um, environmental platforms so it's making it something quite specific to you so my platform um, which I, I'm going to do a full episode on my podcast about but I'm sort of still shaping it um, is helping women achieve women achieve their goals mm -hmm. um, and with the title I want to create a free online course um, that helps women go from this is my dream turn it into a, a specific goal, break it down into an actionable plan and, and manage their time so that they can fit in and, and achieve that goal. And I want to create a course that could be applied to any goal. So I'm already started work on it. And um, so I can go into my interview and saying, this is what I want to promote with my title. And um, this is how I'm going to do it. So I want to go into school. So I've already spoken at one school and I'm making connections with other schools. I've made a connection with Skype who do a thing called Skype in the classroom um, to get in. So digitally I can get into schools and speak to speak to women about this as well. And then I'm going to also do that through my podcast, which I've already started. So I can go into my interview and say, this is what I want to do. And this is how I've already started those things. And that for me is working on my platform. Um, and then it can also be referred to as your legacy project, uh, which was a phrase I got from, I can't pronounce her name, so I'm not going to try, but she has a podcast called Win a Pageant and um, does pageant coaching. And she refers to it as legacy projects. And I'm like, that's exactly what it is. And my course will be my legacy project. So it's something I create during my year, my reign, like during my year of my reign, um, but that can last beyond my year of reign, as it were. Um, so it's something you've got to make it quite specific to you. It needs to connect with your talents. Um, so it could be your platform could be singing for different charities and you're a really good singer. And so with my title, I'm going to get into on, be able to get on bigger stages and sing to raise money for these charities. And um, it could be as much as I'm going to go to as many hosp children's hospitals and do as many appearances at children's hospitals with my title. Um, but it's still making use of your title. To be honest, even if the title holder used it for selfish reasons, I'd still be like, well, at least she's made use of it. <laughs> so the, then, title, the title's a door opener? It is, and a megaphone. That's my favourite term. Okay, for it. megaphone. You, you, can, you can do amazing things without a title, 100%. 
but if you put a megaphone up to your voice which is your crown and sash it's so much easier and faster you can build more momentum you get a bigger stage and it's a little bit of edification I guess mm-hmm, mm-hmm. some people in the same way that people listen to celebrities better than qualified professionals in certain industries it kind of can be like that it sort of gives you like a celebrity status but on a different level it might not be as big but it still helps to amplify no that, that makes sense and so is the uh the person i just googled it real quick and it was it alicia darby is that the... that's it that's it she's american so i was never gonna say it right <laughs> well it's either alicia with a sh sound or it's alicia i would say that she's probably an alicia um that would be my guess. She introduces herself in every podcast and I can't listen. And I've listened to about 70 of them and I still can't remember. <laughs> but, but you are taking away. So that's good. And you're going to do your own podcast, which you already told us about. So that's good as well. All right, what other? Like 14 episodes in. Um, so it's a mixture of me sharing my journey and story so that people coming new into pageantry can really understand um, what's going on with it in the uk there's much less information in the uk because the pageant industry is much smaller than america it's growing very quickly particularly curve pageants curve pageants in the uk are really really taking what's off that? so pageants specifically for um more fuller figured women ah, um, okay okay celebrating that because they have curves okay got it i, I yeah, didn't I, I don't know why i didn't figure that out from the name no, if you'd never heard the phrase before, it could have meant something completely different. Um, I, mean, I, I, guess, I don't know. But even a sporting can, reference, like, you know, no. A I curveball, I don't know. Uh, uh, curveball, um, yeah. Bend it like Beckham. <laughs> is, uh, do you mind if I ask you a little bit more about the swimwear? Because that, uh, that just, I don't know how, how I, I don't really know how I feel, but I guess I never really understood the fact, like, I mean, women are beautiful they are they just are um and whatever shape size color whatever you're all beautiful just know that you may not feel like it but you are um but i don't understand the need and and i think that you've kind of helped me understand a little bit but i just need you to say it and and like i need you to dumb it down for me yeah you know i I need you to woman explain it to me so i can understand (laughs) as a man please like i'm i'm begging and i mean that in in the most sincere terms i i don't mean to i do really i (laughs) I love i love oh sorry wall up to my elbow on the table at this end and i love i i love swimwear and and i didn't the first time i entered i was just like oh i wish it didn't have this round because quite a few pageants don't now they're ditching the swimwear and they might be bringing in sportswear and so if you are more comfortable with your with your midsection you can do like a sports bra crop top and 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 your sports bottoms and things there are a few systems that have started doing that and and some of them are more so i went to a pageant recently and they did a beach body one um which was a bit more about your physique but they didn't do that on stage on the day they did that separately and and then they still did swimwear on the day but it was judged they were judging the judging criteria for the two were different and that's the on stage was a lot more sort of similar to what i'm used to swimwear being about and it's about getting up there with confidence picking something that you're going to wear that suits your body type you can do like a beach cover-up 
um, as well in some of them. Um, you can have a sarong if you want. So mm -hmm. some people do like a full length floaty sort of sheer beach cover up over their swimwear. Um, someone went on stage in one of the big pageants. I can't remember if it was like Miss World or Miss Universe in a, um, a wetsuit. That <laughs> well, that's swimwear. That, that, that that's is. Swimwear. She thought outside the box and that was swimwear. I don't she she might have been a surfer. I mean there's a lot of yeah. I mean there's a lot of uses for that. I get it. But I just exactly. I mean and it's it's so it's it's going so with I can speak more from experience with Galaxy. With Galaxy, it's picking something that um represents you, your personality, that you look and feel comfortable in. So I loved the colour of the swimsuit I competed in last time, but actually the cut was completely wrong for my body. And I've sought advice um since then and I've got a much better cut. And actually this afternoon I got sent a video of my swimwear. It's been off with a lady being customized and sparkly. Oh, great. So sparkly went and she sent the video and it's just perfect. It's exactly what I wanted. I'm very excited. And now I can't show anyone until March. Frustrating. No, no, because you don't um, want to you want to don't want to that's bad luck. You can't tell other contestants in your category can't see your outfits until the day. It's like a pageant <laughs> jinx thing. Um and it's yeah so it's but it's going out there with with confidence it's going out there with a strong walk and things and actually that's the round the first time i competed particularly that was the round i gained the most from oh good um, doing, i mean like gave me a love for my body i felt absolutely amazing out there and i was not in the best shape of my life at all i was probably halfway through my weight loss journey and um, i had picked a swimsuit really badly. I'd gone for like a one piece, but it had a lot of bits missing. So it was sort of the same fabric as a two piece, but it, the fabric was placed uh -huh. differently. Um, okay. And it was what I kind of felt comfortable in wearing at the time, but actually for my body type, it wasn't, it wasn't the most flattering. And yet it's still, it made me feel amazing and gave me a completely different perspective on my body and how comfortable I could feel in my body. And that just improved the next time I competed. And I had said I was gonna do a one piece once I got into the MS category so that I just didn't need to worry so much or feel like I wanted to work out so much. And then I realized actually, I train really hard to compete. I'm already training really hard now to compete. But it's because I use the pageant as a deadline to go after a body I want. And I want that body under all my clothes, not just out in the open. I go for a lot of muscle definition. I really want a lot of strength. I've always wanted a six pack, not because it's skinny, but because it shows that I have trained hard. Um, and I love that because I love fitness and I love exercise now. <laughs> didn't always, I want to make that clear, didn't always. Um, but I'm going, I'm using Galaxy and getting my Galaxy body as a deadline to achieve a body that I've I want anywhere. I'm not trying to get it for Galaxy. I'm getting it for me, but I'm using that deadline as sort of extra motivation as sort of my, my finish point to be like, yes. Um, because otherwise you, your dreams can carry on forever. So that's quite a specific thing for me. And I'm, I'm working on a, a whole episode at the moment for my podcast about oh, going that's... after my Galaxy body and, and what, what that sort of should mean for, for everyone. So um, it sounds like that it's, is that category more a, um, for the contestants than it is because I mean I, I, I guess I kind of uh, think so I think that's a good way of putting it it's it's actually more for the contestants like you will gain so much from getting up it's one of the, it's like facing your fear 
facing your fear, you get over it. Um, it's like you're meant to hold a spider if you're scared of spiders. I'm not doing that. Spiders make me feel nauseous. I'm not holding a spider. <laughs> but it's, it's kind of like that. We feel so uncomfortable in it. And there are women that I've met and they're like, I've never been out in a two-piece. I am going to get on that stage in a two-piece. That's going to be the first time I wear a bikini ever is going to be on a stage. It's like baptism of fire. Um, and it is, it's, a, it's a confidence thing. It does show, as a pageant, as a title holder, you uh, are going to be put in, in awkward, difficult situations. Some of them get put on national TV and things. And you could be asked any question. You need to have confidence to, to be sort of be the best title holder possible and I suppose getting up in swimsuit helps prove that yeah I guess I mean if if that doesn't I don't know what does show Mm -hmm. but for for, I thank you for clarifying that because for me I always wondered I mean it just seemed like uh, the highly superficial from the outside Mm -hmm. like looking at the stage it was just like well you know, you're beautiful in your gown, you're, you know, what's the point in, you know, stripping down, but really it's about showing that I think now that I think about it and you're saying it, it's really, it's more about the confidence and the security to go out there and do that. And it's really, it seems like, you know, maybe it is more, that category is more for you as a contestant to prove something to yourself, which. I love that way of looking at it. I've kind of, I've had that thought process, but never phrased it like that. I really love that way of looking at it, that it's that round is more for you. Um, it's, and I had so much fun designing my swimwear. I'm just, obviously I'm particularly excited about it today because I've only just seen it. Um, but it's, yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait for that round. And I, the reason why, I, even though I've gone up an age category and I've actually gone for a two piece, having originally thought, once I've gone up an age category, I'll go into a one piece is because I've become a mum. And obviously it's sort of mums are linked with mum tum and saggy skin. And I want to, to see what I can do to still say, look, no, if there's a body type, you still, if there's a body you still really want, even after becoming a mum, you can go after it. And, and I'm being very transparent about, and I'm looking into, there's this radio treat, radiotherapy treatment Mm-hmm. you can have that's meant to encourage the skin to tighten back up and um, oh. and it's becoming much more affordable so it's much more available for lots of people and i will i'll do share pictures and videos and stuff on social media about that as well because if you i don't see any problem if if that's something important to you and if it really gets you down that you've got this saggy skin from being a mum then why shouldn't you do anything about it if you want to but also if you don't want to it doesn't matter if you've got it either no, that I, I respect what you're doing absolutely. Um, I'm I'm, pull, I'm pulling at it now because it's it's really interesting though because I'm as I said I I do I want to have achieved a six pack at some point in my life and I work in the fitness industry. It's not something I feel like the fitness industry says I need to have at all because if they said if that was happening I'd rebel against it one hundred percent. But it's something that I because I know a lot about the fitness industry. It's something I want to have put in the effort and worked and achieved. So, um, no, that, that makes sense. And, uh, cause I think I remember you saying you did, you're, you're a personal trainer, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And you, and you, um, have a, a nice, um, studio in your garage, right? Yes. Yeah. So I don't, I don't train many people now. I used to have a studio in central London pre Felicity and that was like my full-time job. 
and and I now run Supermum Society and I have a few clients that I do personal training with. I enjoy helping people and I enjoy training clients. Um, some of my clients say it's sort of my sadomasochistic side. <laughs> I like being mean. Uh, I'm making them do weird, like twister burpees and hold giant sandbags above their head and jump over things. Um, but it's I love helping them and seeing their journey and their energy and their excitement about what they've been able to achieve when they come back and they're like, look at this new bit of definition I've got in my arm. And I'm like, yeah, I know it's so exciting. And we get excited together. And I've got a personal trainer that I see once a week. And it's really nice when I go into the gym, even when I'm not having a session with him, we've got, we've got like a secret fist bump handshake thing and everything. Um, <laughs> we're just, we're just too cool. And we both know it, which is too cool. We're going to have this cheesy handshake. Um, and it's, there's someone there to talk about those things with as well. So I, I really love that dynamic that I have with my clients. So I don't, I couldn't see it something I'd ever give up. And even if I won the lottery, I'd still see, see that as being part of my life. Just having even just a couple of clients that I still work with because I just get so much mm-hmm. No, you, you, I remember you talking about that, and you did. So, do you have any other like common misperceptions, mis, misconceptions that people have about pageants, or you yourself had before you 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 competed? I I didn't know about the appearance and charity side so much. Um, I kind of knew the American side had that in a little bit, but I didn't realize quite how passionate the women I would meet were. Um. And the, diff- and the variety of different platforms and things that would come forward and the different things that you can do from having that title. It was just like a, yeah, whatever. And, and the respect, once you're in the industry, the respect for the Queens is completely different you, because you know how much work they've put in to get there. Mm-hmm. And it is a lot of dedication from just fitting in all the different trainings and things. So I'm, at the moment, I've, I've got all my outfits sorted. Uh, there is some customization uh, to one. I've got a belt thing that I've got to work out how to attach to one. And then I will have to get my evening gown taken in because I bought it quite a bit bigger um, to accommodate more bust. <laughs> I've got more bust, no hips. So I've had to have it big and taken in. But other than that, I've got the jewelry, um, I've got the shoes, and I've got all the clothing sorted. And I don't compete until March. So that is done. Um, I've booked my hair and makeup, that bit's done. I've booked my hotel, that bit's done. Now it's the interview prep, um, which is probably the bit that I'm most terrified about because I have so much to say and you get three minutes. Oh, yes. And that, that, that goes back into you teaching me the word gobby, right? I mean, yeah. and, and so how, how do you prep for that? Like, do you, are the questions common? Because again, going back to Miss Congeniality, it seemed like the world peace. Uh, World peace. Um, oh, world peace. World peace. Again, it changes from system to system. And there are certain systems that really want their, their ladies to be up on politics and worldviews and things like that. Uh, Galaxy isn't trying to trick you. And they want to give you every opportunity to explain who you are and your platform without going. Like, in an ideal world, I'd just go in and they'd be like, right, ready, steady, go. And I could just talk for three minutes. Um, and give them all the information but some people wouldn't feel comfortable with that particularly the juniors and the teams they need questions they need a bit of prompting Um, and it also shows how you would deal with interviews which you're 
undoubtedly will get as a title holder you'll get put on the spot with questions and things. Oh, so I, I never thought of that I'm sorry to interrupt you but I just need to tell you I that never even occurred to me that that was part of the judging was you're going to be representing us you're wearing this crown you will be interviewed because it's that celebrityism mm -hmm. I think I, I think I just made that word up by the way it's the celebrity that you I like it <laughs> thank you it's the celebrity that you get now you're going to have to be interviewed so of course this should be a category is how will you present yourself and represent us along with you? Yeah. Because yes. I was wondering, I was like, I don't know, why are they interviewing? You know, what, what's the purpose of the question? But that makes a lot of sense. They kind of need, they need to know that you're going to do something with the title that you're going to, it's a job. It's referred to as a job for a long time. People would always say at the end of their interview, please give me this job. It became a bit of a trendy thing to do at the end of your interview. And now it's just not a cool thing to say anymore. But it is a job. There are contracts. Um, and depending on the system, you'll be contracted to do a certain amount of things. So uh, some systems might say you have to do two appearances a month or you have to do one appearance a week. Um, some say you have to do a photo shoot for this sponsor and that sponsor and that's where you really need to look at the system you're going into and is winning really worth it because it might have this amazing prize bundle and in, in America there's a lot there's money on the line you can win a lot of money they call them sponsorship dollars and um, so you can win a lot of money not so much in the UK normally it's a, a, they pay for your place at the internationals or it'll be a, a physical prize bundle I don't really see in the UK cash prizes very much. Um, but you need to look and go, okay, so they're giving me all these prizes that are worth £4,000. But to compete, I'm going to miss this person's wedding. And I'm going to be up at 5am for the next six months to keep the physique that they demand of me if it's that kind of system. Like you really need to look at, that's why I go on and on about picking the right system, which I think everyone should just enter Galaxy because that's okay. <laughs> um, um, but you're but not it, biased, it's okay. It's not biased at all. But they, that's the other thing is they, they need to know you'll do something with the title, but they need to know that you're going to represent their system. They're a company. They're a, right. they're a business. They still, and a lot of them don't make money, but they need to break even. They need to come back the next year. If you've got someone that's your title holder that's going to be a really bad ambassador, for your business, for the system, no girls are going to enter next year or not enough girls are going to enter. Ladies are going to enter next year. And mm -hmm. um, so there won't be the funds to send the winner to the internationals, Like you need a title holder needs to be a good ambassador for the system. And on top of doing something good with the world, actually having some inner beauty to put out into the world, which is their platform and, um, and be able to hold her own in what can be quite stressful situations. And if she gets yeah. picked up interviews and things like that, which some can end up on, on national TV and um, being interviewed on live, how are you going to handle it? How are you going to deal with it? So that's, but that's a lot to prove in three minutes. It is, it is. And do you, you know, just know that this question's coming from a place of love. Um, mm -hmm. But do you worry about your three-minute threshold? Like, do you? Oh, completely. Yeah, that for me is now the most terrifying. It's not swimwear at all. Um, I, I used to wear the really big platform shoes. Big platform shoes in pageantry are quite common. And I've gone, 
no, there's been so much talk recently about how please ditch the big shoes if you can't walk in them. And I couldn't walk in them. So I don't have to worry about the shoes now. I'm in a, I'm in a, I'm in a heel, but I'm in a much comfier heel. So that's not scaring me so much. Um, and also there's been girls that have tripped really badly on stage and have gone on to win not just the national, but the international. Um, so I'm, I don't worry about that. But to be able to, to tell them everything I want to tell them in three minutes is probably my scariest. So I have yeah, I've started my prep work for that. Um, I've basically decided I'm going to come up with between three and five bullet points of things that I want to get into my interview and keep it that simple. And how I get to those points will depend on the questions they ask. And I believe with Galaxy now, you pick the first question out of the bowl. So they're not picking, the judges don't pick the first question. You put your hand in the bowl and you pick out the first question and then they ask you. Um, but it's about whatever questions you get asked, being able to turn them around into what you want to tell the judges. Hmm. So it's, it's my, my outfits. I've gone for red, white and blue over the three, on, the three judged rounds on stage. There's, there's an opening number that isn't judged. Um, your outfit isn't judged for interview. It's about what you feel confident and comfortable going into because you'll rehearse all day in that outfit as well. But there's three on stage rounds that you're judged in Eve, uh, evening wear, swimwear, and fashion wear with Galaxy. Um, and I've gone red, white, and blue. So I've got because I, my dream is to represent the UK at the Galaxy International Finals. That's my dream. And um, that's in, in the States? So I've, um, yeah, that's in the States, but red, white, and blue is the, obviously the great British flag. That, yes, it's so that's several, my several flag, flags. That's my flag and that's going to America, which is the colors of their flag. So I will, that's one of the things I want to get out into my interview so that I can talk about my dream being to represent the UK. And, and I can talk about how I chose to do those three colors because that is the great British flag and I'm very proud to be British and I really want to represent the UK. And so that is one of my bullet points of the things I want to get into my interview. Now there's lots of ways I can get that in because they might ask you me about what's, what's my favorite round of competition. And I can talk about my outfit and lead into it. I can, you can sort of direct the question into a way that you can give the answer you want to give, if that makes sense. But it, it takes does. a lot of practice. It takes a lot of practice. So I've, I've printed off all these sheets of paper of questions um, and long journeys with my partner in the car I'll drive he can read the questions to me and um, and to start with we're just practicing ask answering questions that I haven't rehearsed yeah that's that's my step one is practicing just asking answering questions in a short fashion because mm -hmm. as you can tell I like speaking um in a short fashion and then as we get closer to the time I will be trying to bring all my all the questions he asks. I will be trying to bring them back to one of my three to five bullet points that I'm still still working on the bullet points. So um, I love I love that he helps you, and and I would absolutely help my my darling wife as well, my partner. Uh, he's, um, but he's an amazing public speaker, so he's. You've he's mentioned brilliant. that that he does excellent job on stage. He's probably a good person to critique, but um, yeah. I, I just want to know. And this is more of a question about his his character. Does he ever throw in a question? Does he make one up, like uh, what's your favorite uh, species of bird or something like? Because that's what I would do to my wife or my partner, is if we were driving along, I would go through three or four like questions that you had prepped, and then I would throw in, uh, you know, what's the difference between a hippopotamus and a rhinoceros or something, just to see what she would do. Does he do that to you? I'm. Um, 
Not unless I told him to. But to be fair, my list of questions is 200 questions long. There is an, oh. there's too many questions that I can prep. Um, so the, the one I've done so far, I actually, I'm a member of Toastmasters International. Yes. Um, and I did my speech as a Q&A panel. Um, was it last week? Yeah, last week. And so I handed out lists of questions. So everyone got a list of six questions and everyone got a different list. Um, and then the audience just put a hand up and just threw questions at me for I think it was nine minutes I think nine, my speech should have been nine minutes and I just had to answer as many sort of questions possible and I did say to them feel free to ask any questions that spring to mind like go off the sheets and the one person that did asked a question that was on one of the sheets but not his sheet ah <laughs> uh, that's <laughs> because excellent they cover so many but does anybody aspects. has anybody ever asked you something so absurd like like myself or would you just like, I, I feel like if we were friends and in, and in real life, if, if um, I was over in, in the UK and we, we hung out and like you would, I, I, face to face, you would just, I would ask you one of those silly questions and you would just probably do an eye roll, but to practice, you would probably answer the question. Uh, yeah. And, and those are the, because although that might sound like a silly question, if I can bring that back to a sensible answer, that's really good training for bringing a sensible question around to the answer you want to give. Um, so it's still really good practice. Um, in Toastmasters, they do this thing called table topics, mm -hmm. which is basically silly. Well, depending on who's the table topics master, silly questions. <laughs> so they will stand up at the front. They usually have an overriding theme and they will give like a, maybe a statement or a quote. Um, I did one uh, a few weeks ago where the lady was using fairy tale and sort of um, fairy tale and Disney references. And my question was, um, you meet the genie and he gives you your three wishes. What would your three wishes be? And a lot of other people had gone for sort of jokey ones. They were, do you believe they're fairies at the bottom of the garden and things like this? And I managed to turn that genie question into why it's important to achieve your dreams yourself. Mm -hmm. So I, t I got up on stage. You have um, between one and two minutes for table topics. And I got up and... I had a chat with the genie on stage going through my three wishes, but then backtracking every wish and going, oh, no, genie, actually, I don't want you to do that because I want to achieve it myself. So what everyone saw as being a funny question, and I could have got up and done a funny speech for two minutes, I turned it into a life lesson. That actually, isn't it better to achieve our goals ourselves as opposed to have them handed to us on a plate? I, I love the I, I I love how you really embrace that and you are like eyes on the prize. I am gonna take your genie question and I am gonna talk about my platform and I am gonna I love mm -hmm. that. It's, it's, uh, I want to use the word tenacious. I like um, that. I'll take that. I like yeah, that. I, 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 I don't think it's a negative word. I really think that I no. love the, the tenacity and that you're like I am going to wrangle this question back to the way so that that i want it to be i like that i mean if you weren't tenacious you would never achieve your 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 dreams would you and it's i i want this i want this so badly but it's quite nice because last time i competed i really wanted it and i would have made use of the title and things like that and i had a a plan for what i wanted to do with it i don't think it was as good a plan as i've got now and um, but I did really want it but I also had in my head that this was it this was my one shot I was just going to do this once and if I didn't achieve it I wasn't going to do it I wasn't uh -huh. going to continue 
Whereas this time going in, I'm like, I'm going for it. I'm gunning for it. I've got a really good, really good platform, really good plan of attack. Um, planned out everything. Everything's beautifully planned. I'm working really hard for it and I'm going to put the effort in. But if I don't achieve it, I'm going to come back and do it next year. And if I don't achieve it then, I'm going to come back and do it next year. And there's, there's a certain amount of peace in that. And uh, sounds- I, love, I love competing. So I'll enjoy, I'll enjoy the process. And hopefully one day in the not too distant future, they will be like, she deserves this now. <laughs> well, so when you, when, when you make it to the US in, in March, I believe you said March. Uh, uh, so the UK final is in March. And then the US one this year was in August, but I believe it's either June or July next year. And that is okay. So what, what state should I plan to book travel to, to go to meet you in person finally? It's moving. So it's been in Florida for the last few years, but apparently originally it was at Chicago in Chicago and it's, it's coming back to Chicago. Oh, good. That's, that's just, that's a, that's a, there's flights from Houston to Chicago all the time and they're relatively inexpensive. And I've never been to the U S it's, it's like a dream. Quite a few of my bucket list items are US based. Haven't traveled. Finals. No, I've within Europe. I've done Africa. Um, uh-huh. That's what I thought. Okay. I don't think I've even done Asia. I was booked to go to Vietnam and Cambodia, and then I got pregnant and didn't go. Um, I've done bits of Africa. I've done Madagascar, the Gambia, and Morocco, and I've done bits of Europe and things. But I've never made it to North or South America or Canada or any of that bit. Um, and I want to see a giant ball of twine in America. I don't know where I got that from. I don't know that what was probably That was probably me. Um, was, because oh, no, it's always been in my head that I've wanted to. Has it? Okay. Yeah. When, I don't know if we talked about this or not, but what, when my wife and I, we would take the kids, we liked to do road trips because I wanted them to see the country. The, the, the United mm-hmm. States is quite large, and I wanted them to see it. So we would stop and do those silly things like we've seen the largest ball of twine we've been to the ball of uh, aluminum you have to foil. tell me where it is i don't we've, even know which one i want to see we've done the largest chair we've done we've done all sorts of silly things uh just to do them on the way to wherever we were going it, it must have been in a movie or something because that's been on my bucket list as long as i can remember to go to the u.s and see a giant ball of twine um, and disney world Disney World's on my bucket list um, and the Christmas lights in New York and the galaxy. So four of my bucket list items are me going to the US and I've never been once. Well, so you need to go to uh, Cocker City, Kansas to see the uh, largest. There's a debate whether it's the largest ball of twine or not, but that's, that's where it is. It's in Kansas. Kansas. Brilliant. So when I make it over for the Galaxy Finals, I'm going to go and do all these things. Well, I can't do the Christmas lights. Um, we did two Christmases before we had our little girl. We said, oh, why don't we go to New York for a long weekend? And we never got around to finding a weekend. Why don't we go to New York for a long weekend? Never got around to finding This year, we said we were going to go to somewhere in France, but we actually don't have a weekend left in December to go to somewhere in France. So <laughs> that's not even going to happen. Hmm. And it's just a quick train ride too, or a flight. Um, yeah. Yeah. Still, we so, don't have a free weekend. They're all gone already. <laughs> well, you are quite uh, the busy power couple. So that's, that's to be understood. Um, so we've, I'm trying to turn a new leaf. Last time you and I talked forever. And, and as 
per usual, you and I could both, I mean, we could just sit here all day, but I know that it's late there and I'm trying to be a much better host and a much better podcast shepherd by trying to keep things as close to one hour as possible. So what I wanted to do is just say, is there anything that again, hopefully I've done, I, I've done you a good service and, and hopefully you've accomplished what we wanted to today. I've learned a bunch of things about patents. I definitely see it now more from an insider's view, but is there anything that you wanted to accomplish today or share today that we just didn't get around to? Because, you know, I spent 20 minutes talking about your cute daughter. So I, I take the blame for that. I know I love talking about her. So that's fine. I think, I feel like I've said quite a lot and touched on quite a lot of areas that I'm really um, passionate about with pageantry. I hope that it's come across quite how passionate I am about it. And I came to it at 27. I came to it late. Uh, some of the women I'll be competing against have been in the industry for 10 years and have done what they refer to them as the big four, like Miss Universe, Miss World and things like they've competed in those ones and they've aged out. And it's something I came to later in life with no idea what it was. And it's just changed everything it's definitely had a massive massive impact on my life if you want to know any more obviously come and check out the podcast about pageantry that I'm doing and um, where I am touching more on some of my personal story but I'm bringing on experts in different areas so if you're considering doing a pageant if I've inspired you no matter your age or body type to do a pageant then there's lots of expert advice and things that'll be coming out on there um, and different people telling their stories I always think that's really inspiring if you're considering doing something and you're like oh it's not a place for me is hearing all the different types of people that have ended up there and um, there are so many different backgrounds that of people that I've met through pageantry it's really really an inspiring community um, and some of the stories are tough um, yeah and was and world peace and world peace and world peace that's that was the title of my my last toastmaster speech where i did the q a um i thought i i like to make my titles like once people have heard the speech or see, done the q a that they go now i get the title but beforehand they're going what what's that title relevant to like i like i like tricking them with my speech titles because they get that on a piece of paper at the beginning of the evening uh -huh. um, i usually do that too I, I do that too. I, I like the, I like the, um, speaking of reaching your childhood dreams, when I'm, uh, have a new coaching client or something, I make them watch Randy Pausch's The Last Lecture, and his last lecture is about how to achieve your childhood dreams. Um, and if you haven't watched that, it, I think it would really resonate with you, especially now. Um, but, uh, so I just would recommend that to you, but uh, he does that too. And uh, he calls it the head fake. And so it's like you do a title and then you know, people are like, what's it about? And then they get it at, by the end, they get it, which is nice yeah. to see uh, that you can take them on that journey. And bring them around to the end of it. Exactly. So can, if, can you share the, about like childhood dreams? Mm -hmm. um, it, I had to, really think did pageantry fit into my life post my daughter and um, was it a priority enough because it will take away some time from her I actively try and make it not I actively take I choose things that I can go to with her or I do things in the evening we have said because I spend so much time with her it's healthy for me and her to occasionally within the year have a couple of nights away from each other 
Um, so either she stays with daddy or she's had a night with her auntie and mummy and daddy got to go away together for daddy's birthday. We're doing that again in February. We're having a night away, the two of us four, which is also an appearance and an event for the pageantry. But it's us having a night away together and she's um, got her godmummy coming to look after her and she'll have a whale of a time. Um, I would only do it with people I know she'll be very excited to have like, just concentrated felicity time with. Um, and it, so it's sort of it's healthy for her development and our mother-daughter relationship to not be clinging to each other. And um, it gives it gives me such a, an extra zest for life. My daughter gives me so much energy for life anyway. Um, but it was it was going to take time away from her. So it really had to be important to me. And um, when you she is my number one priority, without a doubt. And when something is going to impact your number one priority and you still want to do it, then you know it's important in your life. Yeah, that's that's wonderful. And I kind of, if I could just back up and just say that from a daddy's point of view, um, because my wife uh, was, we made a decision, so she stayed home with the kids. Uh, she she left her job so the kids didn't have to go into childcare. They stayed home with her, uh, which you know we both cherished. But she got to see them all the time, and I would come home from work. So the time that Felicity gets daddy time is going to be very much loved by both. I'm sure. I, I'm I know you already know that, but I'm just saying like yeah. That that she time loves is- daddy time. She got um I don't know if you have bank holidays in the US. She, we have August bank holidays. So the last bank holiday week, uh, last weekend in August, there's the Monday is like a Sunday. It's like a three day weekend. Um, and she went off with daddy um, to see granny without mummy. I went off and saw friends and did pageantry things and bought two ball gowns. It was an expensive weekend for mummy. Um, <laughs> but she went off and they went to the beach and they had ice cream and they went to this swings and slides and stuff together and and they just had this and it was so cute even when they came back their first night home she didn't want mommy to put her to bed she wanted daddy and I was kind of like my heart broke a little bit but I was also so glad because I love that she's going to have that bond mm-hmm. and, and that connection with him and um, on a deeper level that means that she will hopefully have a more have healthier relationships in her life because there is a lot of connection between having healthy relationships with your parents and how you're able to cultivate healthy relationships as a grown up. Um, so it's really nice to know that she knows how special she is in his eyes as well as in mine. Cause I tell her all the time and um, all day long, how awesome she is. And um, I think it's really important that she has that quality time with him. It is. I, I just had to backtrack and not to take away from our pageant talk, but I just, as, as a, as a father, I liked that time um, with the kids and, that I could And that's why it's important as a mum to still have your own goals and dreams. That was part of what I wanted to do with the podcast of having mummy in the title, mummy is doing a beauty pageant, is to say, look, I'm a mum, still going after my dream. It's still okay to do that. Um, because your kids learn from you and what you do. If she grows up thinking oh, mummy gave up on her dreams once she had me. What does that teach her? That once she's got a daughter or a son, she should give up on her dreams? I wouldn't want her to do that. Um, there's no way I'm going to be an example of something that I don't want her to do. Um, it's like standing in front of your kids smoking, telling them don't smoke, or when parents hit their kids going, stop hitting your brother. Um, right, right. Yeah, I, <laughs> I completely agree 
completely agree with that. Don't um, drink alcohol while like downing the eighth bottle of the night. Like it just doesn't work. <laughs> like you need to. They they react. They respond more to what you're doing than what you say to them. So, um, I definitely I want to set a positive example in all areas of my life as much as possible. Well, um, I think you are. That. Then thank you for sharing that and inspiring others. Uh, I think you are. Um, so I'm going to see. So this is what I do. And I was just trying to say before that I'm trying not to do these things. But again, what did I do? I changed the topic and we ended up talking more. So I'm going to uh, try to listen to my own advice and, and be better about these things. So thank you for being on the show today. And uh, we all wish you the best of luck and we'll be following you. Can you, one last time, say the name of the podcast, both of your podcasts, by the way, and then I believe you're hosted on Anchor, but they can find your podcast on all across any platform mm -hmm. so i mean itunes is my preference because you can leave a review there <laughs> those golden reviews and so my super mom society podcast is motherhood motivation um and then my pageant one is mummy is doing a beauty pageant which is the uk spelling of mummy so m-u-m mummy is doing a beauty pageant and um, i've got the website supermumsociety.com again mum m-u-m and um, and i have a one about everything I'm doing with the pageantry as well, which is mummyisdoingapageant.com. Um, and that links through to all my social media because I do have to, I have my personal social media. So if you want more beautiful pictures of my daughter, you want my personal social media. Um, that's mixed in with some really hideous gym faces. <laughs> There's, I'm trying to record more in the gym. Um, I, the, uh, I, know, I got to know all the staff now and I grab one at one point. I try and film one thing in every workout. That's um, awesome. But it's a nice sweaty, sweaty mess. Real awesome. hashtag real face of pageantry. This well, is what it seriously. takes. That that it shows the reality of it. And I appreciate that none of your photos are uh, photoshopped or cropped or just it's like this is what you look like when you're working out. And sometimes yeah. it's gorgeous and sometimes it's just um, you know, sometimes there's a weird face. Yeah. <laughs> um, so thank you very much for being on the show. You guys now you've heard about both of those podcasts and where you can find them and listen to the inspirational Jessica Barclay. And then if you want to contact me, as always, it's pirpodcast at gmail.com or there's the telephone line. You can leave me a message at 585, country code 1-585-210-0240. So thank you, Jessica, again, for being on the show and I really appreciate your time. Uh, it's uh, considered a gift, so thank you for that. Thank you.